Friday, October 27th, 2023. Season 2, episode 35 of What's Eating Kale. I am what's being eaten. I am Kale. It is going to be nearly impossible to get everything done in a reasonable amount of time today. It is a very packed show, I think. Some of the stuff might just fly by and I'll be like, oh my God, that went really a lot faster than I thought. Catch you up on everything. You're going to hear me probably clear my, uh, I don't know what it is when you burp, um, but I just ate. So this morning, I'm doing everything in different order and I'm also very tired. So I got up and I, because I have to weigh myself on Fridays, which is my big weigh-in day, I decided that I would have to go down the basement and work out first. So I did so I wouldn't eat and have all my food in my stomach before I weighed myself and whatever. So I bring a protein shake downstairs, go downstairs, work out, uh, drink my protein shake, come back up, accidentally have too fatty of a meal this morning because I didn't calculate in the protein drink that I'd had before and yada yada yada. But I come up here and now I gotta record and uh, do this podcast and uh, and I got a busy, busy day today. So uh, we gotta get we gotta get cracking here. Um, so the mashup uh, no one won. Uh, I have some funny information on that though. Uh, Ben, uh, I, I played the mashup for Ben and here's what Ben had to say about the mashup when I asked him if he could guess. And then the final thing, uh, to talk to you about is, did you listen to the mashup? I did. And do you have any guesses as to what those songs all have? Not a fucking clue. I don't even, I was trying to think just two songs and I was like, well, what does in the air tonight have in common with imagine? And I couldn't think of yeah. a thing. Yeah, that's why I'm so effing brilliant. Because this was a tough one. I told you it was going to be a tough one. Uh, 13, 14 entrances. I think it was 14 entrances. Uh, entries. Entrances. <laughs> 14 entries. And uh, no one got it right. Uh, I, I thought of doing this yesterday. I have a friend of mine who's very into music. His name is Harvey Kojan. Uh, he's been in radio for a billion years. I was going to send it over to him and say, Harvey. Give you 50 bucks if you can figure this out. But I didn't do that. So here's the mashup, and then I'm going to explain to you uh, what's all going on in here. And I apologize because I don't have my notes in front of me, so it'll be a little bit of a, a weird moment. So here's the mashup. Not everybody's going to love me for what I did here. Um, ben thought, Ben did not love this. Um, so all of these songs, the thing that they have in common is that they are all, some of, they're all the most misunderstood songs. Now, they're not the most. There's a couple of other ones that are out there. But these are very misunderstood songs. These are songs that are 
they're just, I'm going to go through the list and I, I, we're going to talk about why each song is not what you think it is. Now, some of you know the mystery behind the songs, but you don't know the mystery behind all the songs. I'm sure otherwise you would have said, oh, well, these are all songs that have some sort of different interpretation than what you think. Misleading songs, I guess. Misinterpreted songs. So, okay, let's go through this. We had Every Breath You Take starts things off. That's the police. It's, uh, I know we played it at a prom or a homecoming or something like that when I was a kid. Not a love song. <laughs> no, this is a very dark, dark song about a stalker. Uh, stalking somebody. And I, I challenge you once we talk about these things to listen to these songs the same that you've ever listened to them before. Um, there, some of these will blow your mind. Uh, then came uh, Something in the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, which was one that Ben called out, What is Something in the Air and Imagine Have in Common? So Something in the Air uh, by Phil Collins. A lot of people think that Phil Collins knew about a guy that watched someone drown and didn't save them. And he was going to call them out at a concert and play this song. And uh, none of that is true. 100% uh, urban legend, not true at all. And there's a great line in there that said, uh, I would not save you if you were drowning. Um, if you were drowning, I would not lend a hand, I think it is. Um, and this is about Phil Collins' divorce. <laughs> so it's, it's even a little crazier and maybe even darker. Uh, love Song by Sarah Barillas is not a love song or somebody telling somebody that, I like you, but I don't, I'm not going to write you a love song just because you want a love song. Um, and, or maybe I don't even love you, so don't ask for a love song. Uh, it's actually an F you to the music industry. It's uh, to her label, who wanted a love song on her record, and she didn't want to just write one for the sake of writing one. Uh, the next was Closing Time. This is um, one of my favorites. It makes me laugh. So this song is used in bars all the time to, it's closing time. And, uh, you know, it, it has that kind of, we got to get going kind of a vibe to it. The writer of the song, and I forget his name, and I apologize for that. If I had done more homework, I would have it. But uh, he and his wife were about to have a baby. And he thought, he couldn't get this thought out of his head and how funny it was that his, his baby was being bounced from the womb. And it's time to go. It's, you got to go. The... It's and so it becomes funny in that moment, but there's certainly, I mean, it's hard to even bridge the gap on that one. But that was what he was uh, inspired by was his baby being born and being bounced from the womb. I thought that was really funny. Um, I believe next is Born in the USA. I have all these songs, but I don't have them in order. Uh, a lot of people think this is a big American anthem, big, you know, kind of anthemic. Uh, you know, you want to be born here, we're awesome, but it is not. This is a, a sad song about how America treated Vietnam War veterans. Uh, if you listen to the song very carefully, you don't even have to listen to it very carefully. It's pretty blatant. I think we just kind of gloss over it because we like the kind of national pride thing that, that we had going on in there. Um, London Calling. A lot of people think this is like a re revolution type song. It is not. Uh, at the time, um, there were going to be some flooding going on in London. And uh, the, uh, the bandmates were all totally fearful of drowning in a flood. And so London Calling is um, really about them being afraid of drowning in floods. Uh, let's see. I think then comes Margaritaville uh, by Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett built an entire brand around this song, restaurants, this cool vibe, this laid-back beach vibe. Um, so many Jimmy Buffett things wrapped around this song, Margaritaville. And uh, what's funny and not so funny 
is the song is a tragic song about a tragic drunk, an alcoholic who, you know, for whatever reason, just can't get his life together. And, you know, he's stumbling and bumbling around. We get fooled by the happy music and the steel drums and the whole nine yards. But it is it is really a song, a, a tragic song about a drunk. Uh, then next was Imagine. Uh, this is the other song that Ben called out. What is Imagine and uh, something in the air tonight have in common? Most people think this is a peace song or a war protest song. Um, and it, John Lennon says this is a communist manifesto. This is what he believed communism was like. Um, imagine, you know, no possessions, um, everyone living in peace. That's what he believed communism would bring. Uh, He was a proponent, I believe. Um, And if he wasn't, then he was writing from the perspective of someone who was. Uh, The final song was the one that blew my mind the most. I played the crap out of the song when I was in radio, uh, Sarah McLaughlin's uh, Angel. And um, in the arms of the angel, you'll never look at this song the same way when I tell you that the angel is heroin. And so you, it, now when you listen to that song again, it's just, it's a whole different thing. And so that's what the mashup was about this week. I will tell you on Monday whether I'm going to roll the 50 bucks over and make next week's worth 100 or not. Um, I, 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 I knew this was going to be a tough one, but uh, it was fun playing. And I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, maybe we'll throw that in again some other time uh, just, to, just to listen to it. All right, 10 minutes in, and we're just getting to the headline news, so that's why this program is going to be a tough one. All right, so uh, in headline news, the Beatles are releasing a brand new song called Now and Then, and all of the Beatles are on the track. Um, The song was written by John Lennon back in uh, 1970 in New York. Uh, After John's murder in 1980, Paul, George, and Ringo worked on the song in the 90s to try to finish it up. Uh, They didn't get it done before uh, George died. And uh, Paul and Ringo finished it up over the last year. The song features Lennon's original vocals, brought back to life by Peter Jackson, who did the uh, the Beatles Get Back uh, documentary. He's gonna he's used some of the uh, AI magic that he used to bring those films back to life in the uh, in the audio of, of bringing John Lennon's back voice back to the song. Both Paul and Ringo have said that John's voice, hearing it so clearly, was very emotional for them. And uh, Ringo added, it was far out, which is a total Ringo thing. Uh, McCartney is calling it the last Beatles song. So that's going to come out on November 2nd. Um, and I will, uh, even if I get in trouble for it, I will play the damn thing. Um, sports headlines. Uh, we made our pick, uh, our picks for the week. And um, we both, uh, we had a couple differences. We both picked the Bills for last night's game, so we were right on that. Our differences were Rams and Cowboys. I picked the Rams. He picked the Cowboys. Uh, we both picked the Vikings to beat the Packers, which I thought was somewhat noteworthy. Um, the Saints and the Colts. I picked the Saints. He picked the Colts. Um, I just kind of feel like that's an either-or game, um, so I just picked the opposite of him. Falcons and Titans. I took the Falcons because I said I'd never bet against them again. <laughs> I'm probably going to lie about that, though. Uh, the Tennessee, uh, the Titans will be in the Tennessee Oilers throwback uniforms. Uh, and next week we're going to hear from Ben on his thoughts. Ben loves a good uniform and I mean, he loves the uniforms. So we're going to, uh, get into that a little bit next week. Uh, Browns and Seahawks. Uh, I took the Browns. He took the Hawks. 
kind of surprised by all of that, to be honest with you. I really am. All right, my friends, this is a Halloween weekend. So let's do all Halloween from here on out. All right. So I'm going to start out with a couple of jokes. This music isn't awesome to jokes, but I'm going to play this music again in a little bit. Um, all right. So here are some Halloween jokes that you can use on your friends. Why is it so cheap to throw a party at a haunted house? Because the ghosts bring all the booze. <laughs> all right. Next one. <laughs> what kind of ghost has the best hearing? The eeriest. <laughs> Come on. What do ghosts do? What kind of makeup do ghosts use? Vanishing cream. I should probably be doing some of this. Or maybe even some of this. Um, where do spiders spend their Halloween? Or where do uh, spiders do their Halloween shopping? <laughs> On the web. I, a little early on that on the web. Uh, that's funny. All right, let's do. Uh, no, you know what? We're going to do costumes first. Uh, most popular costumes in 2023: Barbie, Oppenheimer. If you're a couple and you don't go as Barbie and Oppenheimer, there's something wrong with you. Uh, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse characters. There's all kinds of them in there. Uh, different Spider-Mans and stuff like that that uh, people are dressing up as. Wednesday Adams is a big one uh, this year. Uh, these two next ones did not make the lists. That I saw, and I can't believe it. Why isn't Travis Kelsey and his girlfriend Taylor Swift? Why isn't that a huge uniform that, or a huge uh, costume? That would be huge. Uh, cocaine bear. Oh my god. Morons making up those lists. I tell you. All right, we get back into this music. Uh, ben and I uh, talk about uh, our favorite horror movies. Here is that conversation. Number three, I've got uh, The Exorcist on there. Uh, I have that as an honorable mention. Um, my number three is Salem's Lot, um, which was a TV movie. But for some reason, in my head, that movie scared the bejesus out of me when I was a kid. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's mm -hmm. a, a, one of the Starsky and Hutch guys is in it. And uh, there's just this moment when you're, the camera's inside this kid's room and then this kid comes floating up from outside his window. It just oh, we scared the bejesus out of me. Looks um, like Nosferatu in the, in the movie, this creepy vampire looking guy. Yep, yep, yep. Um, it was just for me that like, I know that maybe not even everybody even knows or heard of that movie, but that made a mark on me. That, no, that's a Stephen King thing, huh? Yep. Wow. No, I'll check that out. That looks good. He looks terrifying. This, well, what's, uh, what's crazy is like vampire? 70 something or another. It's Salem's lot. It's, it's witches and you know, warlocks. Yeah. It's not I'm really, just, warlocks, but it's, you know, the old witch hunt stuff in the, um, this guy's got sharp teeth and pointy ears and he looks a lot like, like I said, a Nosferatu type, but it, 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 it oh, just the kid. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I don't know that I ever even want to watch it again. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. Like, why does that, why did they freak me out so much? Well, and you're probably at an impressionable age. Yeah. This came out in 79. Yep. So you were probably like what? 10, 11. Yeah. Yeah. So that uh, those movies. Hit you I up. think one of the kids in the thing was like my age. Yeah. That stuff sticks with you. Now, what'd you have for your number two? Um, Evil dead two. Ooh, see, that's a little bit newer than me. Um, when those started coming out, uh, that was beyond, that was, that was already not interested. Well, the first one came out in like 81 mm. and then this one came out in 87. Okay. Well, that was right in my, my, so I would have thought you'd have been like, yeah, no, but I, I never got into them. And I feel like evil dead is like now, like it's in the two thousands and well, and that's, I have an honorary mention for the new evil dead that just came out this past year. That was really good okay. and really freaky, but evil dead two is like kind of its own whole thing. I don't know how to kind of, it's definitely got a lot of horror elements and scary elements. And it's got all of like the cliches, but it's also got this sense of humor. That's different than anything else. Like, I feel like what's his name? Um, the main actor, uh, 
oh my god i should know his name off the top of my head without even have to think about it bruce campbell okay he sort of was like i feel like he inspired jim carrey and stuff with some of his like facial movements and how outrageous he was and the physical comedy mixed in with all the horror so like evil dead 2 is like i don't know how to like i said describe it it's its whole own special thing okay. it's terrifying but also funny and just crazy effects and like practical effects that they had used back in the day so a big fan and round of applause for everybody that had to work on that <laughs> i always like when you look at an old movie and you're like you know even effects aside or not aside that it holds water today um that's that's pretty cool my number two was the shining um yep that, that, good one. that really made an impression on me um i was probably at just i was a pretty young guy uh and felt i remember feeling like i shouldn't be watching this i shouldn't i don't think i don't think my parents would let me watch this um and uh the red room and the two little girls and the uh the unwinding of Jack Nicholson. Um, just the, old, the lady with yeah. all the sores on her body, the bed yeah. sores and all that. And she comes after him. Like, oh my God. Yeah. There's so many just yeah. horrible scenes in that. And I also liked it that it wasn't like total slasher and you know, it, it had some good uh, meat to it, I think. Uh, what'd you have for your number one? So I think these kind of count as one movie uh, because they, they end on a cliffhanger and it goes right into the next one. And they're very much part of like one movie to me. So Hellraiser and Hellraiser too. Ooh. Ooh. Isn't that pinhead? Yep. Yeah. Cenobites. Uh, uh, I remember uh, watching the first one. I never watched the second one. Um, just because I, I don't know, I, I'm not a horror movie guy, you know, it just, Oh, and again, practical effects up the wazoo here and just amazing stuff that they had to do for back in the day. But yeah, I, Hellraiser two is probably better than Hellraiser, but you kind of need Hellraiser to go into Hellraiser two. Mm. So that's where, yeah, they're, they're two of my favorite and I've rewatched those so many times. I, you know, I'll probably watch, I remember liking Hellraiser. Um, there's there was a movie that I'll, I'll talk about in my honorable mentions called phantasm. That was always kind of a one that stuck with me and it probably wasn't even very good. It was just at an age where it just scared the bejesus out of me. And I, I, um, we'll always remember that. But my number one is what you, I don't even know if you'd consider it a horror movie, uh, silence of the lambs. Um, oh, yeah. it's, it's ranked in a lot of horror movie lists, but for me, you and I've talked about this before. It was, it seemed like, like this is like the slasher movies don't seem like they're going to happen. Like when you walk right. away from the theater, you're like, okay, nobody's really coming at everybody with a knife, um, or chainsaw or whatever. Right. Uh, silence of the lambs felt like, holy balls, that could happen. And that <laughs> yeah, just felt really real. I think that's where like, it definitely falls more into like the psychological and the thriller bin than it does the horror bin for me but I, I still would recognize it as a horror movie and it is amazing. It's a masterpiece. It really, really is. And, and I mean, geez, talk about Anthony Hopkins. I mean, talk about a resurgence of a career of a great career, you know, right. Uh, and could there have ever been a better Hannibal than that? I don't, I, no. I can't imagine anybody being that good at that. And you're talking about the Levine guy, the, um, uh, Buffalo the, Bill. Yeah. yeah. His, his big voice. And that, that whole, uh, it puts the lotion. Oh my God. Uh, ah. I'd, I'd fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> so messed up it is uh yeah that oh god that just oh yeah, yeah. no that one hits some notes because yeah like you said you we know about real life <laughs> murderers and serial killers so like it doesn't seem completely implausible for that to happen but you and i talked about it more once scary. And, and Dahmer came out right after that like Dahmer, that you and i talked about this once before and you looked it up and the movie came out and then just months later Dahmer came out that's right and um you know so then that kind of adds a level of holy balls to this right like it's like oh my god not only could that have happened it did. it did right in, in our state in, maybe even a more horrifying way um, yeah yeah so honorable mentions what do you got uh the conjuring Ooh. a newer one um which is pretty good i would i would say uh the blair witch project back in the day mm -hmm. freaked me out because i went into the movie theater in 99 thinking that was real because i saw it on opening day and they purposely like held those actors away from doing any press they'd never done a movie before that so like they played it all up like this was real and when i watched it, i was like what <laughs> i think so like i don't know why i think something about like no soundtrack and just like you let your own and you never saw the witch like something about that just your imagination is worse than anything they could have yeah. put on screen kind of a thing it freaked the hell out of me at the time so that that the camera footage that they use that style that they use uh was enough for me to be like i don't think i could take that movie yeah it's definitely a little jarring and unnerving gives you anxiety like i said with no music and no I don't know, a steady cam to carry you through it. It yeah. definitely gives you that feeling, but I don't know. That movie freaked me out as a kid. In my uh, honorable mentions, first one is Carrie. 
Yeah. Um, that was, the, you know, that's again, a little bit more my day, uh, sissy spacek. Um, the, I'll never forget the blood scene. I'll just never, I'll never forget it. Yep. Uh, I have another one. American werewolf in London. No, I, that's I, I, more I, your, more your time. It is. I don't remember that being super horrifying. Um, I remember uh, it being, um, like kind of cool almost. You should rewatch it. Cause there's definitely some freaky scenes in that whole subway scene or the train subway scene where it's like his first kill after he became a werewolf. Mm, maybe I will have to watch it. Cause I mean, he's, ch- he's chasing that business guy. And uh, there's like a, a beautiful shot at the top of an escalator looking down. What is the guy like falls to the bottom of the escalator and the, the werewolf just comes in the frame at the very bottom from like, as if you were up at the top of the escalator looking down watching. And I don't know why that has always haunted me since I was a kid and saw that. Yeah. I also have both poltergeist and the new exorcist movie, which I haven't even seen, but I, I really want to see it. But poltergeist was, um, they're back. Um, yep. that, uh, that whole no, thing. Coach. And all the, uh, and all the, what is it? The, uh, kind of the aura around it and all yep. the people that have died and yep. Horror movies, horror movies, horror movies. What do you think of all that? So if you got a weekend and you got some, the weather's supposed to start turning crummy around here. So, uh, time for, for, for sit down and watch some horror movies. Not a big horror movie guy, but, um, certainly appreciate, uh, them. The, um, that is, that's it. I, you know, I'm looking for a little bit more on my list here and there isn't much. So that's what's eating kale today. Till the next time, make it a good one. Enjoy this.